0: Welcome to this podcast with Neil DaCosta on the Principal Private Residence Exemption. This is a very popular area in all the tax exams, and the idea behind the PPR exemption is that it makes the taxpayer's main residence, including half a hectare of land, tax-free from capital gains tax. Okay, so um, if you've got your main residence, let's say you buy your main residence for 300,000 pounds, you sell it for 1 million pounds, you've made a capital gain of 700,000 pounds. That capital gain will be tax-free as long as it's occupied by the taxpayer throughout the period of ownership. Now, uh, the examiner could tell you that we have a wealthy client who has more than one residence? If this is the case, what the taxpayer has to do is they have to elect um, with HMRC which property is their main residence within two years of the purchase of the second property. So if you have more than one residence, you have to elect which property becomes your main residence. <laughs> Now, the most important um, area to master with principal private residence is a concept called deemed occupation. And the idea behind deemed occupation is HMRC will pretend that the taxpayers occupy the property even though the taxpayer has been absent from the property. Now, the main uh, period of deemed occupation that's always available for a principal private residence is the last nine months of ownership. So with regard to the nine, with the last nine months of ownership, it doesn't matter whether you occupy your main residence or not. HMRC will always treat the last nine months of ownership as deemed occupation. This previously used to be 18 months, but it currently has been reduced to just nine months of ownership. Now the interesting thing about the last nine months of ownership is that if part of the property has been used for business purposes, for example, let's say we have a client who set up um, a beauty salon in in their in their property in their main residence, okay? So they're using part of their main residence as a beauty salon. If that's the case, what HMRC will allow the taxpayer to do is to claim the last nine months of ownership on 100% of the property as long as 100% of the property was used as a principal private residence at some point. So um, if you're planning on uh, starting a business activity in your main residence, it's a good idea to occupy the property as your main residence initially before uh, you utilize part of it as um, uh, for business purposes. So for example, let's say 20% of the property is being used for business purposes and 80% is used as the main residence. As long as you started off by occupying 100% of the property as your main residence, then the last nine months of ownership will be available on 100% of the property. There are three other periods of deemed occupation to understand, and these are 36 months for any reason, four years working elsewhere in the UK, and any period working overseas. So uh, the other three periods of deemed occupation are 36 months for any reason, four years working elsewhere in the UK, and any period working overseas. Now, with these three periods of deemed occupation, you can only claim it if they are preceded and followed by actual occupation. So the taxpayer must actually physically live in the property before these periods of deemed occupation and after the periods of deemed occupation in order to claim this exemption. Now it's not necessary to sandwich each period of deemed occupation. So um, let's say, for example, um, we have someone who goes to work in Scotland for seven years. Okay, so we have someone who goes to work in Scotland for seven years. Now, um, what we said here is with regard to deemed occupation, you're allowed to claim four years working elsewhere in the UK. So we have someone who lives in London, they have a main residence in London, and they're going to leave London and go and work in Scotland for seven years. So what HMRC would say here is as long as you lived in the property before you went to Scotland and you come back and live in the property after you worked in Scotland for seven years, then you can claim both 36 months for any reason and four years working elsewhere in the UK. And that means the whole seven years will be treated as deemed occupation. So um, with these three periods of deemed occupation, 36 months for any reason, four years working elsewhere in the UK, and any period overseas, always check to see that the taxpayers physically occupied the property before the period of absence and after the period of absence. In a planning question, you might be asked to advise the taxpayer. For example, let's say we have someone who's worked overseas for the last 20 years and this ta- uh, this client of yours wants to claim deemed occupation. Well, any period working overseas will be treated as deemed occupation. But in order to claim that, what you'd advise uh, the, the client and the exam to do is to come back and physically live in the property before the property is sold. And If the client does this, that means the period working overseas has been preceded and followed by actual occupation and the whole 20 years while the client has been working overseas will be treated as deemed occupation. The other exemption relief, which is examined with the principal private residence relief is letting relief. And you can claim letting relief if you let out your main residence. But the most important condition to look for here is you're only entitled to claim letting relief is if the property is occupied by the client at the same time as it's being let out. So the client must actually live in the main residence and let out part of the main residence. For example, what the examiner could tell you is the client occupied 75% of the property and let out the basement. Or you could tell you the client occupied 80% of the property and let out an annex. If that's the case, then because the basement or the annex is not eligible for the PPR exemption, it will be eligible for letting relief. When computing letting relief, what we have to do is we compare three things. The first thing we pick up is the gain eligible for the PPR exemption. The second uh, element to pick up is the gain relating to the let part. So, for example, let's say um, the client occupied 75% of the property and let out the basement. What this means is uh, the gain relating to the let part would be 25%. Uh, of the gain based on the period it was let out. And the last uh, element to pick up is 40,000 pounds. So when we compute letting relief, we compare three things, the PPR exempt gain, the gain on the lead part and 40,000 pounds. And letting relief is the lowest of the three elements. So we deduct letting relief after the PPR exemption. And then after deducting letting relief, we finally deduct the annual exemption or the tax-free amount that's available for the tax year. And then, um, so um, the order of deducting uh, the three exemptions is the PPR exemption first, secondly letting relief, and finally the annual exemption. And then once you've arrived at the taxable gain, the taxable gain is then taxed as the top slice of income. So the gain that falls in the client's basic rate band is taxed at 18%. The gain that falls above the basic rate band is taxed at 28%. Now, with regard to residential property, what happens now is you have to make a payment on account in relation to the capital gains tax within 30 days of the completion date. So what we have to do is when someone sells a residential property, we have to be very quick in computing uh, the PPR exemption, any letting relief in order to estimate how much capital gains tax is due. And then uh, once we've estimated uh, the amount accurately, what we then do is we make a payment on account um, within 30 days off the date of completion. So the date of completion is the date uh, the, the, the legal contract is valid uh, for, for the for sales purposes. So within 30 days of the of the date of completion, we have to pay this capital gains tax to HMRC. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, podcast by Neil de Costa on principal private residence and letting relief. So these are two very important uh, exemption reliefs available to individuals that I examined in many, many tax exams. Um, If you've enjoyed the podcast, I recommend you purchase a copy of the tax condensed notes, which are um, memory joggers prepared using accelerated learning techniques and will help you um, master these areas for the exam. Um, all the details are available on my website. So this is Neil Costa. It's been a pleasure uh, spending some time with you. Um, I'd like to wish you all the very best and I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast.